Hi, this is Ray Duckler, uh, columnist of the Concord Monitor, and today we have a guest, Safia Wazir. Yes. I pronounced that correctly, Correct. right? Correct, you got it. Safia Wazir. She recently defeated uh, long-term incumbent Dick Patton for the District 7 Concord Ward 8 House seat. And according to uh, Secretary of State Bill Gardner, Safia is the first refugee to cut this close, I guess, to holding public office. I mean, you you, you haven't won it yet. You're going to, uh, to face Dennis Soucy. Uh, and if you do win, I think you'll be the first refugee to hold state office. Yes. Have you been told that? Yes. Okay. Many times. Um, okay, so I just want to give a little background, then we're going to talk to her. Um, Safiya was born in Afghanistan. The Taliban was, was at that time gaining power, gaining strength, becoming dangerous. So she and her family moved to uh, Uzbekistan, and that is where you were a refugee. I mean, that was where you were in a refugee camp. Correct. Because I think that there's been a lot of information at times that says you were uh, in a camp in Afghanistan. You were in a camp in Uzbekistan, Correct. right? For a year. For a year. And then after that, you came to con uh, Concord when you were a high school age. 16, I think. 16 and a half. 16 and a half. She speaks Dari. She's in her 20s, 27. Correct. She's, she's a she. <laughs> this is all new for the legislature uh, after years of, um, I guess, just with no other way to really phrase it, middle-aged white men. Now we have a... A refugee young woman. Big change in the landscape. So uh, that's who we're talking to today. So welcome. Tell us, Sophia, um, what first struck you? Uh, what first hit you to, to kind of push you to, to run for office? Okay, so um, I have been volunteering uh, for the past two years in um, Head Start program and uh, basically advocating for the parents and um, becoming uh, vice chair of the uh, policy council and had to start we can overview of the uh, you know the policies that were impacting the families or the children so um, I had a voice to say in that and um, I was also volunteering with the teachers to interview teachers for the classroom to hire uh, you know qualified candidates for the best teachers in the classrooms and uh, work my way up to the um, Community Action Program board member, so I was also part of that. Um, once I received my Unsung Hero Award from New Hampshire Children's Trust back in February of 2018. Let's not gloss over that. That's important. New Hampshire Children's Trust Unsung Hero Award. Yes. That's a big, that's a big deal. It was reaction. shocking. It was shocking because um, they they usually do every year about 28 families who really worked hard on behalf of childrens and advocating and stuff like that. So um, that my um, application was one of them. So it was really shocking that I got the letter saying that I was nominated and was um, one of them to show up at the state house to receive my unsung hero award. And it was presented by Governor Chris Sununu. So I was really impressed and. Um, couldn't believe it at first. Um, so um, after that, I had uh, I have known Julie Day, who is a director of the um, Children's New Hampshire Children's Trust, and um, she was part of a parents committee member as well as I was. Um, so she was kind of like watching me, kind of thing I would say. Um, and uh, she also had another event was going on at the Children's Place in Concord. Loudon Road, 
uh, right behind um, Kathmandu store, so I would say Ward 9. Okay. So I happened to be there one night on a Monday night and uh, a couple other parents. So we were talking about, we are supposed to be talking about the parents' uh, solutions about children and stuff and um, to get more education regarding that because I was involved with Head Start. So... Um, that night, it was basically, <laughs> it was basically, um, the talk didn't happen. So we, the other parents got involved into politics, and I was there to listen. And you were just, you were there to listen. I was there to listen. You had yes. uh, at that point, it was not in your mind. No. I'm going to run for a state. No. I did not have anything in my mind that time, and the parents were talking about the issues and how this thing was going on. And towards the end of that night. Uh, the program started at 5.30 and it ends at 7. Right. So towards that 7 o'clock where um, Julie laughed and said, we did accomplish quite a bit today. I said, yeah, we did, didn't we? <laughs> so um, after that, she said, um, why don't you run for an office yourself, you know, a state representative? I was like, what is that? You yeah. know, first of all, I'm like, can you do it? Because I don't have the degree. I don't, you know, degree in law classes or um, I don't have experience. You know, those are the questions that came up right away. Uh, like when she of said Of course, it. of course. So, um, so right away she's asking you, she's suggesting she's, to run for office. And you're like, what are you talking about? Right. I have nothing right. to offer. I have no experience. And then she obviously convinced you. Yeah, she's the one that who um, convinced me to run for an office, and I said, "How do I start? What do I do?" <laughs> right from square one. <laughs> yep, yep. So she sent me um, a link to my email the next day. Um, the link was "Run for Something," so I clicked on that. That and was the name of it. Run yes. for something. Yes. Run for an office, actually. Run for an office. Yeah. Run, run for an, an office. office. Okay, that's your introduction. Yep. So, uh, and then I clicked on that, and I looked down and up and down. I was like, I was confused still. Um, I was <laughs> like, how do I do this? This is just so unclear to me. But um, I thought about it. I brought this, uh, this issue to my husband and to my mother, my family. Um, asked them if they were okay with it. And my husband said, you know... You can do it. Go for it. Uh, my my biggest concern was that my biggest concern was that I have babysitting issues because childcare is expensive. And um, hey, ch- talk about children just quickly. You have how many children? I have two girls and one on the way. One on the way. Um, so once I discussed that with my husband, he said, "I'll do my best as a." partner to watch the kids and I asked my mother um, you know um, other family member that was supportive of me and uh, said um, absolutely we'll work around with your schedule and your husband will him and I will endorse you to watch the kids and you do your part so um, after that <laughs> it took me another maybe week or two and then I discussed with uh, one of my close friend who's here today um, Let's mention her name and her role. Yes, she's a teacher at NHDI Community College. Her name is Paula Dilbonis Platt. I sent her a quick email. I said, Hey, Paula, um, I have something to ask you. <laughs> I said, I'm thinking about running for uh, state representative, and um, what can I do? And what's the steps? So she sent me back an email saying that, uh, Let's get together and talk about this. And that's how it all started. So I'm going to just going to quickly jump in, and we're going to move back um, in a second to Sophia. 
We have uh, Paula here, Sophia's campaign manager. When I did the story, I did a column on Sophia uh, last month, and uh, Paula was there along with another gentleman, part of the team. And uh, when Sophia spoke to you, Paula, about this idea, what was your initial thought? Uh, I, I immediately thought she'd make a wonderful state representative. Uh, one of the things I know about our state house, uh, I teach um, I teach at NHTI, I teach English and French, uh, which includes um, some women's studies type of courses. One of the things I know is that uh, only about a third of our state representatives are women. Uh, there are twice as many men as women in the state house, and seeing someone who's really been uh, an advocate and the activist in our community for children and families and seniors involved with Meals on Wheels and Fuel Assistance Senior Transit. I just think she'd make a great state representative. So I told her I was behind her. I'd be willing to knock on doors with her because uh, we all know that's what it takes if you're an unknown running against uh, a longtime incumbent. Um, so she certainly had uh, had my full support. I, I've known her for 11 years. I never had her in class. Well, so you, you, uh, you've known her since she got here. Yes, I, she, I, okay. I've known her since she first, since she first arrived. Um, right. How was her English when she first got here? Not as good as it is now. Clearly <laughs> not as good as it is now. So, uh, yeah, I think she's made tremendous, tremendous progress in that, in that. And it really gives hope to a lot of our new Americans that uh, I often see students within about two years who've achieved a very, you know, very high level of fluency in English and are able to continue their educations, like Sophia, get a college degree, uh, work for the community, not just for their own families, right. but for the, the community and the state. When Sophia got to Concord, you were at the high school and you were on the yearbook committee, you ran track. Yes. Uh, so uh, what was that like to, to get incorporated into the Concord High community? Was that scary when you first got there, or, or was it smooth? When I went to Concord High, um, the teachers were, you know, they were doing their parts. And the students were kind of there. I would say back in 11 years ago, there wasn't enough of um, immigrants or refugees involved in Head Start. So, I mean, uh, at the um, high school Conquer level, high, yeah. uh, Concord High. So they didn't have that experience of diversity as much as uh, there is more now. Um, so it was uh, kind of a holding back situation where they had nothing to do with me kind of thing. Um, they wanted to get involved with somebody that talk their language or uh, kind of fit into them. So uh, I had this um, one year of uh, challenging for a year and a half or so, my first uh, year of high school and then my sophomore year, um, mid-year mid of sophomore where I had a struggle. But other than that, I was able to um, gain more a friendship of the teachers and I was able to get more help and support and um, uh, accomplish all my homeworks and um, become honors roll all the way through my th three years of high school. So that was a um, big improvement for me. Was it lonely? Was it scary? Um, it wasn't scary, but um, I wanted to have somebody to like talk to me or share something, ideas, or like guide me where to go. Like right. I, most of the time I have lost my uh, classroom many times and I would go into that wrong classroom and then- I still have dream, I have recurring nightmares about that. <laughs> I don't know if you do. So yeah, um, I would sit in a wrong classroom and oh. then notice that I'm like, oh God, I'm in the wrong classroom. And then the teacher would give me a pass to go into the next classroom saying that I wasn't, uh, you know, late or something. So right. they didn't mark me as an absent or late. Um, so I have, done all those parts that um that's a dues paying process and i think that that's really commendable because i 
that, that's it's frightening. You're 16, and of course you had your handy dandy uh, diary to English uh, dictionary, yes, right? Yes, I had Which, that with me. <laughs> well, that's important because yes. everybody should should have one of those. Um, okay, let's talk about now the um, coming, the upcoming election, November 6th. You're going against Dennis Soucy, the Republican. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You beat Patton pretty handily. Now you're going against another well-known politician, a uh, very outspoken politician. He's well-known. Mm-hmm. What's the strategy? So to, the to strategy here is that um, I basically do my part of working hard and talking to the constituents and making phone calls and uh, door knocking. Um, it's the people's choice. I leave it up to them now because it's their choice that who wants to support now. If they want to cast their vote for me, great, I'll be working on behalf of them tirelessly in the state house. And if they want to vote for him, that's totally fine too because uh, I'm not going to get mad or anything because it's based on um, people's choice. So if they want to support me, great. If they want to support someone else, then um, I cannot. Are you worried about a lack of experience hurting you? That that coming through or surfacing at all? Um, I don't feel like it's um, a lack of um, knowledge or um, experience hurting me. Um, I feel like I have been meeting a lot of um, good people and a lot of leaders, and they've been giving me uh, knowledge that I should be learning, and I also do a lot of uh, digging and research myself. Mm-hmm. Um, some If question comes up that I don't know, I definitely go and look for it to get the answer. So um, as a f- fresh prospect, I would say it's better to have some someone fresh because that way you'll be fresh to everything and um, your your says and your knowledge will be different from everyone else. Your may what if you had to pick one issue that was closest to your heart what would that be? Um, closest to my heart is always education and safety and um, from day one when I was six and a half or seven when I went to um, classroom in Uzbekistan and I always wanted to study and always uh, for me in order to achieve for something it was education and I continued that education up until I graduated high school and got my degree in college so um, education was a priority thing for me and I want to focus on that education for equal quality education public schools for um, every child that lives in New Hampshire. Okay, now let's talk about your time in Afghanistan. You were a very young child when you left. What do you remember about the, the Taliban? Or I mean, you probably I remember a few of um, things. You know, where there was a night that bombing shooting happened, and I would hide myself, and there was a lot of screamings outside, and it was dark because n- there was no lights or anything. So it was really, really dark and uh, um, scary. So. And also, I remember when we left Afghanistan in a black um, Jeep car where my dad was up front and my mom was on the back and I was laying my head on her um, lap and I would cry and my mom would say, everything will be fine. And I don't remember after that what happened. So really? those are the two memory things that I um, happen to remember and that kind of um, been with me for that period of time. After leaving, you, you left Afghanistan. Your, your family decided to leave because of, of the, the feeling, the, the threat. It, it, the threat, and it wasn't unsafe for our family. 
because my dad, um, well-known engineer, and um, in, uh, unfortunately in our country, if you have this a great position of job or some kind of well-known person, you most likely want to survive. So, um, so we had the fear that my father said, I want to make sure that we're safe. They didn't want th their people to be educated. Well, the Taliban, it's their they don't want educated people to be living or um, holding high position jobs and stuff like that. Off to Uzbekistan, what a year in a refugee camp. I think that Americans, or, or maybe just me, I have this this vision of of a uh, I don't know a fence, a tent. I have a, this vision of of very difficult circumstances. Do I have it wrong? The refugee camp was comfortable and it was, it was it nice enough or what? So it was basically, um, it was like a house and a, um, it would have a three, four other families were living with you together. In the house? Uh, right. So that's what they called camp. Is it, is it crowded? It was crowded. So everybody had their child, their, you know, husband, wives and um, along our family. So, and then once the UNC, UNHCR um, launched their uh, program. What is that? It's a refugee um, organization. Okay. Um, UNHCR that came up and um, launched their organization where they accepted application of the refugees. So, uh, and then my dad was able to get our name out there, you know, to them. And, um, and then basically that's how they was able to for us to get an apartment and uh, it was paid through them and they automatically put me into high school I mean uh, first grade so that I could get my education and I was also participating into their programs where they were teaching you know um, language as a second language um, you know it was Uzbek and Russian was their primary language so I was also learning that and also they had another uh, program um, they would teach Dari, like native language. So I was also participating to that. So I was also like, I was pretty much kind of like involved into that um, business. I wanted to be, you know, never have that uh, open moment for myself. So I was go. To, I would go to um, school there. And then I, after school, I would go to their office and get my other beneficiary stuff or you needed to do homeworks or you know, of course. stuff like that. You were there in Uzbekistan for, I think, about 10 years? Yes. Okay, so now up to being um, up to date, you are running for the State House. Do you see the State House as, as, as sorely lacking in diversity? Is that something that's on your mind and you want to kind of be a pioneer? Or is that part of your consciousness? As I've been running and the more I read, the more I know about it, it's there is lack of uh, youth in there. There's lack of diversity. And um, my representation most likely will be um, equal opportunity for the seniors and the youth so that they're both, both parties can be heard in the state house so the decisions that are being made it's not reflecting just one person you know it's ref reflecting pretty much like seniors um, young people families that working hard um, so we want to keep the younger family stay in New Hampshire as much as possible if we have a younger people in representing um, in the state house because we're in the 21st century we're not in like back in the 50s or 60s or 40s, um, things are really changing up and um, 
21st century is it's just moving forward. So we gotta stay in a in a pace that um, everybody can uh, stand up and be heard and be uh, an advocate. I, I remember. Uh when I was uh, interviewing you for my column, you'd said that you, you were concerned that there a lot of people are, are leaving, or young people are, are leaving the state. Is that something that Correct, was on your mind? Correct, because, um, I, like I said, when I was in college, um, I have met many great people, and they don't live here now. So mm -hmm. um, there's lack of um, uh, jobs, I would say. There's lack of, um, you know, equal housing opportunities. It's one of the concerns that I have. Um, it's not something I can do, but m hopefully the uh, state state itself can work around with federal so they could, um, you know, bring the cost of living, the cost of the housing can be down so that they could, um, you know, work along and they could have a um, house where they can pay cheaper so that they can, you know, balance that out. Um, because the rents are so expensive. And, yeah, they uh, really are. And uh, people would get degrees and they just want to go border from here to like Boston to get a job because they pay better. So, um, you know, there is lack of that that um, being held off. Do you know anything about your opponent, Dennis Soucy? I do not. I only met him once at the polls. What was your first and only impression of him? Um, he seems a nice guy, but I do not know about his politics. And... Um, Okay. We'll have to see <laughs> what happens in November 6th. Another interesting aspect of uh, Sophia's attempt to join the uh, state government is you've gotten a lot of publicity. There are big-time media have, uh, have noticed you and uh, wanted to speak to you. Who has interviewed you so far? Um, if I don't get the names wrong, so um, I have a New York Times, Boston Globe, Rolling Stone Magazine, BBC, and... Um, there was one uh, other one. MSNBC. No, no Gu Guardians. Guardians. Oh, Guardians. Okay. The Guardians. Yes. Uh, those are major. Those are heavyweight media outlets. And when was the Rolling Stone magazine interview? Um, uh, Rolling Stone magazine was yesterday um, for a half an hour uh, over the phone. Half an hour. That is a that's an in depth interview. So, uh, what kinds of questions did they ask you? What does the ma What did the big boys want to know? I feel like uh, um, similar questions that you and I just talked and um, kind of rewarded. So. Were you nervous talking to those people? I feel like the more I have done it, it comes natural now. So I don't have the fear anymore because um, it's me who I am and that's me talking. So The, the experience is help, it helps, right? Yes, the experience helps, absolutely. And, um, you know... Like I said, I just want to be the voice of the younger people in the 21st century. And even though I have respect for the seniors, uh, seniors are a backbone of our country. Right. And um, I just want to focus into this community. How many months pregnant are you? I am 29 weeks pregnant. That's close to seven months. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we better wrap this up here. I'm getting a little nervous. No, just kidding. Whew. Okay. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you very much, Sophia. You're welcome. For uh, joining me. Uh, Paula, thank you for your time. Thank this you. is Ray Duckler. Uh, we'll be back sometime soon with another podcast. So thanks very much.